0: Something was wrong when 12-year-old Stephen Earl Craft Jr. didn't return home for dinner on February 15, 2001. Stephen, described as an independent but social, rough-and-tumble kind of kid, was used to roaming around his Michigan neighborhood. He lived in a close-knit community where everyone knew one another. But after one evening, when Stephen went out for a walk, no one ever saw him again. In this episode of Inside the FBI, We'll learn more about Stevens' disappearance and the search for answers. I'm Ellen Ferrante, and this is Inside the FBI. Stephen Earl Craft Jr. was living in an area of Benton Harbor, Michigan, called Benton Heights, where he was last seen on February 15, 2001. Special Agent Trisha Kovac from the FBI's Detroit field office has been working on Stephen's case. She describes the community
1: where Stephen grew up. Everybody knew each other and all of the community. They were very close and very social. He knew a lot of people. He had a lot of relatives. So he would go door to door down on his street. They lived on a dead end street off of kind of a well traveled highway. He would just stop by people's houses, get something to eat, hang out with family or friends. So Stephen was well known out in the area.
0: It was a cold and fleshy February day typical for winters in Michigan. Stephen was supposed to play with a friend down the street while his mom cooked dinner. He was due back around 8 p.m. Stephen headed out with his two dogs. They were his faithful companions and he never went anywhere without them. Stephen was last seen with his dogs sometime between 7 and 8 p.m. When Stephen's parents realized he was missing, they asked around the neighborhood if anyone had seen him. Around 1 a.m., they contacted local law enforcement to report their missing child. A few days later, the FBI joined the investigation. Local law enforcement and FBI agents went door to door to canvas neighbors for information. They also spoke to registered sex offenders in the area. Stephen enjoyed spending time in the woods, so the investigation covered local and neighboring ponds and small lakes. Although Stephen's dogs were initially missing as well, one of them returned home after a few days. His second dog was later found several blocks away, but there were still no leads as to what happened to Stephen. Law enforcement publicized the search nationwide.
1: From the beginning, they were very proactive in putting out the information. There were numerous newspaper articles. Stephen's case was covered on America's Most Wanted by the following July. In 2002, he was featured on a NASCAR racing car. So Stephen's story was out there. In the past few years, we have done media blitzes and we've done billboards. Stephen has regularly had age progressions done on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children page and his pictures are featured on the FBI missing children page as well.
0: Over 22 years have gone by since Stephen was last seen. But this has never stopped being an active case. The FBI and law enforcement continue to look for him and find out what happened that fateful February evening. Sadly, both of Stephen's parents died shortly after the 20-year anniversary of his disappearance.
1: My one regret is that we were not able to solve it for them. I went to the wake for his father and his mother was sitting there in the front in the middle of her husband's own viewing for his funeral. She looked at me and her eyes lit up and she said, oh, I know something more I want to tell you. And she was always so eager to want to solve this case and bring her son home. Special Agent
0: Kovac got to know Steven's family over the years as she worked on the case. His mother kept books filled with his sketches and would share them with her.
1: I remember I had stopped by the house one day and we were just spending time and she pulled them out and was showing me all these drawings he had made and there were dragons and all kinds of things. And she showed me his sketches and he actually was quite talented. And it's really incredible to have this child come to life for you as well. And it makes you more driven to work the case and find them because that child is very real to you as well.
0: Stephen's sister has been proactive in the case, keeping hope alive for his return. Every year on Stephen's birthday, she makes his favorite cake. If you have any information concerning Stephen, it's never too late to report it.
1: I think some people are hesitant and it's easy to sit back and put it off when you're anxious about giving away information. Unfortunately, a lot of witnesses, a lot of people over the years who had some sort of a tangential knowledge of the others around at the time and things, they have passed away for various reasons. I don't want any witnesses to go before they can give us their answers. And I'm hoping perhaps as some of them are aging and getting older and realizing their own mortality that maybe they'll realize this is something they shouldn't take with them and that they need to give peace to the community and to Stephen's family before they depart.
0: Stephen was last known to be wearing a blue-green Charlotte Hornets basketball team jacket a tan and white striped t-shirt, tan parachute pants, and black boots. In addition to his home in Michigan, Stephen has ties to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Lexington, Kentucky. If you have anything to share concerning Stephen, please contact your local FBI office or the nearest American Embassy or consulate. You can also contact the Benton Township Police Department at 1269 926-8221 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-342-STOP. To submit an anonymous tip online, please visit tips.fbi.gov. Since Stephen was last seen in Benton Heights in 2001, the neighborhood has changed. The house he grew up in has since been torn down as have a number of buildings on neighboring streets. Today, a local airport takes up that
1: space. What remains is the search for Stephen. This is something we will keep working on until we find out what has happened to Stephen.
0: This has been another production of Inside the FBI. You can follow us on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also subscribe to email alerts about new episodes at fbi.gov podcasts. I'm Ellen Ferrante from the FBI's Office of Public Affairs. Thanks for tuning in.